0: Welcome to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast, where we provide revolutionary training materials to individuals, healing practitioners, leaders, and influencers globally. Your kingdom destiny awaits, and it all begins with a mindset. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Dr. Jessica Rothmeier, and I'd like to talk to you today about how to live your life to the fullest because of the love God has for you. This revelation was a game changer in my own spiritual walk. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to be unpacking some of the kingdom concepts that Jesus taught in his Sermon on the Mount. And what I have discovered, both personally and in my experience as a professional counselor, is that without the proper motivation, people will not achieve their goals or experience true and lasting life change. So let's dig deeper into how to establish The proper motivation. My story of faith begins at a young age. I grew up in a Christian home, and I actually don't remember a time in my life where I did not believe that God was real and that I had this baseline understanding that Jesus died for my sins so that I could go to heaven someday. But as I grew in my faith and lived through some very difficult life circumstances, I began to become frustrated with God. The more I prayed and worshiped and served others, I guess the more I expected God to answer my prayers. I cried out to him to give me more peace, more grace, more spiritual giftings, not for my benefit, but to help release healing to others. When my prayers or at times my demands were not answered by God, I began to strive in my own efforts to meet these goals that I set for myself, for my clients, and for the ministry all with a genuine attitude to simply please God and a desire to help others. But my motivation was a little off. Although it was with a good heart, I was trying to achieve and accomplish rather than simply abide in the one who makes all things of any real importance happen. I remember many discouraged times of prayer and upset conversations I had with God and with myself, believing that either God was not hearing me or I was simply unworthy of him answering my prayers. I know now many of my frustrations were based on false worldly teachings or assumptions that I was making about God and how his kingdom operated. For some reason, I was assuming I could compare how I was taught to think and behave in the world to what Jesus taught during his time on the earth, the way to godly living, and that they were somehow compatible. Well, this couldn't be further from the truth. This was the basis for my latest book, It's Time for Revolution. In that, in order to be truly healed in our minds, which then leads to freedom and transformation in every other area of our lives, we must first throw out the teaching of this world and start new, with a fresh perspective that can only be found in God's Word. The definition of revolution that inspired the title was this, to be in favor of a new system God's kingdom, biblical principles, to overthrow the old system, secular, false-worldly teaching, a dramatic and wide-reaching change in someone's ideas about life, government, and the world. My experience as a counselor and spiritual mentor led me to be very excited and dedicated to teaching about kingdom principles because as I observed people experiencing revelation truth and witnessed them coming into believing who God actually is, I could literally watch them experience freedom and healing in their minds and then go on to live a more joyful and fulfilling life. But because we live in the world and we are bombarded with false beliefs and ungodly teaching every day, we must be tenacious and perseverant in renewing our minds with the Word of God daily and to consider ourselves aliens in our current circumstances as our true identity and existence is already in heavenly places. The only way to true victory is to have a revolution of the mind, do not try to co or cloud biblical truth with partial versions, with what the world might try to convince you. Oh, these beliefs are not that bad. They're pretty close. It's about the same. I assure you, if it does not align with scripture, it is not truth. And now that is a very bold and defining line in the sand to make. But if you are going to be successful mentally and spiritually, you must decide what side of that line you are going to be fighting from. As I began to shed my own worldly lenses and start to earnestly understand God's heart, the truth was, he did not need me for anything. The future of this world and the number of people saved, healed, or delivered were not absolutely dependent on what I did or didn't do whether or not I received more spiritual giftings or how many of my prayers were answered. All of these things were not depending on my level of self-effort. Like any good love story, all God wanted was me. He loved me for who I was, not for what I was trying to achieve, even if it was under the guise of for his benefit and for the advancement of his kingdom. The first step in a deeper understanding of my identity and relationship with the Heavenly Father was the fact that God created me, and he is always pleased with his work. Unlike us as human beings, who are always critical and never really happy or content with what we create, God is perfect and only creates perfect things. If he wasn't already in love with you simply by your existence— He then became even more enthralled with you the moment you received the full identity of Christ by putting your faith in the completed work of the cross. So now with Jesus living on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit, God can hardly take his eyes off of you. He is hungry and adamant for an intimate and loyal relationship with you. He is jealous of any thought, person, or possession that would take priority over him. Now, the tricky part is to have this type of reciprocal love with an all-powerful, almighty God. Perhaps a little intimidating, right? There seems to be this intrinsic battle within humankind to argue with grace and mercy and believe whether it is our relationship with Father God or even in our relationships with each other, there is an underlying belief that exists that says there's this Strict code of conduct in which we must act right, do right by each other, and strive to be better than we currently are in order to be loved. Hear me clearly. This is through a broken, worldly lens. Through the eyes of Christ, we have been justified and made right before God through the forgiveness of sins, bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus, Until we can learn to be at rest and understand the true nature of a healthy relationship with our Heavenly Father, many things about our faith do not make sense. And these faulty perspectives really distort how we are to love others and live with magnificent purpose here on the earth. It was a long and hard journey to come to the end of myself, to truly surrender every self effort and attempt at striving. But it's very difficult to learn this lesson when the world is constantly promoting how to set goals, encouraging people that happiness is found in being smarter, stronger, skinnier, being noticed and well-known, or having a lot of money. In the kingdom of God, not only do these things have very little value, but authentic happiness and lasting rewards tend to be found in the exact opposite ways, but without having learned to let go to surrender, and to use my energy to stay in God's rest, I would never have discovered the many beautiful truths and promises established by God's word that are just waiting to be birthed in my life and in yours. So in the next few weeks, as I discuss the ways Jesus turned the world on its head with his Sermon on the Mount, teaching kingdom principles that seem so foreign, even to those of biblical times, you will need to have a firm foundation in your love relationship with the Lord. Otherwise, trying to live in a kingdom culture will leave you feeling defeated and exhausted. It is one of Satan's most tactical approaches in stealing joy and favor from God's people, and that is to deceive them into thinking living in the kingdom requires striving and self-effort. And if you do not try to be good every day, you will be failing yourself, others, and most importantly, God. But the truth in a kingdom culture is the best parts of you shine when you simply spend quality, undistracted time at the feet of Jesus. We can learn this lesson best by the story of Mary and Martha. In a worldly and even common sense or rational way, Martha was frustrated with her sister Mary, that they had this up-and-coming, well-known rabbi, Jesus, in their home, and she was trying to prepare a nice meal for him, making their home warm and welcoming to him. And Mary was just sitting there, chatting, this left Martha frustrated, upset, and complaining to Jesus that he should instruct Mary to help her. How often do we do this to God? We strive and labor in our efforts, doing what we think would be pleasing to him or helping him out to accomplish his will on the earth. And then, when there's no traction or momentum like we think there should be, we go back to him and complain begging for more help and frustrated or upset with how all our hard work doesn't seem to be paying off. You will do well to know, in almost every circumstance in life, we must get good at asking ourselves, is the way I'm feeling, thinking, or behaving right now aligning with the world or with the kingdom of God? If you are tired, frustrated, upset, or angry, you have probably slipped back into worldly thinking. Because when you get alone with Jesus and be in God's word, suddenly everything is right in your soul again. You begin to know and believe everything is going to be okay and you can trust God for the results with no pressure or striving on your part. Now, that doesn't mean God will not ask you to work hard or that there will not be some very hard challenges and personal sacrifices along the way. But if you are staying close to Him, engaging in intimacy with Jesus, then He will give you the grace to do it. I have counseled many ministry leaders, missionaries, and pastors. And whenever they came to me on the verge of burnout or wanted to quit ministry altogether, it was because they had abandoned their first love for Jesus. They had somehow, inadvertently, lost their desire to be in the secret place with him. Forgotten to be reliant on the Holy Spirit and fell into worldly ways of operating, trying, striving, achieving, and making things happen in their own efforts. This will always lead you to a dry and empty place. When you function from a place of overflow, meaning you spend alone time with God, your mind is then renewed by the word, you will have more than enough to thrive in life and even more to share with others. All of our frustrations and questions that we have are soothed and answered in the arms of the Father. When he whispers his promises and future plans in your ear, there is no other motivation you will need. When you experience the deep and profound love he has for you It will heal the brokenness that years of counseling could never touch. But you have to be at his feet with a diligent desire to know more of who he is, to be hungry for his presence. Without this appetite and labor to enter into his rest, you will be pulled back into the world's thinking and behaving and fall victim to Satan's schemes to distract you with the chaos of daily life. Many of my clients and people that I have spiritually mentored have asked me over the years, how do I have this alone time with Jesus? What does it look like? As I gave them suggestions and a context or a discipline for this assignment, they would often come back and say they tried, but they always seemed to get interrupted or felt like they were doing something wrong because they didn't really feel any different or they couldn't seem to engage God like they had heard other people could do. This is because we have been trained by the world, which is loud and busy and always on the go. The introduction and obsession with technology, especially our smartphones, has intensified this lack of being silent or still in the mind. God's voice is quiet and finds you in the stillness so that he can speak through his spirit, which is always calm and at rest. You must recalibrate your mind, your emotions, and your physical body to the frequency of heaven and be still. This is where you will experience the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. After more than 20 years of being a marriage counselor, I can tell you that no relationship can grow or deepen in love or affection without a battle. You will need to fight for it. You will need to make it a priority in your life to set aside time, invest money, and be present in order for your relationship with God to go to the next level. And these efforts will be rewarded in ways you could never have dreamed of, so much better than what the world has to offer. You will no longer feel hopeless or have lack in your life. You will experience true happiness and fulfillment, both in the quiet spaces of time you spend with Him and in fulfilling your purpose in his kingdom. I can tell you this, there is no greater joy than living the life God created and intended you to have. When you are running in the lane he destined for you, being obedient to his guidance and direction, you will have peace and indescribable joy bubbling up and out of you and into every atmosphere you enter. And your only striving or efforts are those spent defending that quiet alone time, that time you have designated to get in the word of God and keep your mind and heart aligned with his. What a wonderful world the kingdom of God is. Join me in the next few weeks as we explore more of how to think like God thinks and operate always from a kingdom mindset. If you would like to learn more about this biblical principle of quality alone time with God, you might like to try my online class entitled The Good Shepherd. Sign up today at my website, www.kingdommindset.global. I pray you are inspired and motivated today to plant yourself beside the stream of living waters, Jesus, where you will always come away feeling fresh and renewed. Now go and seek the kingdom first, and experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Mindset Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today's teaching, I would invite you to subscribe to the show and share it with others to bring healing and transformation to the lives of those around you.